Hello, everyone, and welcome back. For those of you that have learned with us before in Dafa Shavua and Baruch Haba, Bruchem Abayim, to the new participants, studying this time Mesechas Yevamas. You may have heard some intimidating facts about Mesechas Yevamas, but we're going to have a great time. Lefum Tzara Agra, we put in the sweat, and it comes out even greater. Our basic approach in this year is that by the time you're listening to this year, you already have gone through the Daf Gemara, the page of Gemara, Amad Aleph, and the second Amad Amad Beis as well. Now, sometimes people listen to this year to just kind of get a an anchoring in how the Daf is going to flow. That's up to you. I don't deal with every issue on the Daf. What we do in this Daf HaShavua is our approach is to focus on two, three, four halachalamasa issues. Every daf, whether it's obvious or not, could be understood halachalamasa. If you're listening to this and you haven't gone through the daf yet, I wouldn't tell you to shut me down because it may be helpful, especially this week, as most of us are not so comfortable with Mesechus Yavamas, with such, some of the concepts, and I'll add a little bit more introductory comments than I usually do when we begin a Masechta, just to ground us properly. And then go through the daf and listen again. I know that you'll be getting this shear before Shavuos. It's been a very busy week, so no issue. Prepare over Shavuos. Don't listen to the shear, of course, on Shavuos. And then on Sunday or Monday, feel free to listen to the shear. We're going to try to stay on the basic cycle together with this national, international daf HaShavua campaign, and I generally assume that people are learning the daf during the week. Many people do it on Shabbos, and the following Thursday, I will send out the shear. So this Thursday, you're getting the shear for daf Bays, daf bet. Next week, daf gimel. If you fall behind, it'll be okay, but don't fall too far behind. Now, let's set things up. Every time we study a daf gemara, we always find, because of hashkachas Hashem, divine providence, a connection, bizman hazeh. And not only bizman hazeh, we find connections to the cycle. And we hit the jackpot, if I could use that language, when it comes to Maseches Yivam, daf base. First of all, we're going to be talking about important concepts of pre-Sinai, post-Sinai, as far as relationships. We'll get to that a little bit later in this introductory shear. But we also have in the Chumash two examples of something that is called Eba. Now, ironically, both of the examples that we have in Chumash, one in Bereshus that I'm not going to touch upon too much, which is the story of Er, who is married to Tamar. Er passes away. Tamar, we're expecting to marry another child. The second child, Onan, he's not interested in Tamar. And then somehow Yehuda plays that role of the Yibum. Now, Yehuda is not your classic case of Yibum, the Yehuda-Tamar relationship. The classic case of Yibum is actually something that, if not for Yibum, would be a biblical prohibition, one of the Arroyos that we read about in Sefer Vayikra. The classic case, and just keep this in mind, and we'll try to keep all the names clear, 
is Ruvain is married to someone named Sarah. That's good. Unfortunately, Ruvain passes away and he leaves no children. So we learn at the end of Parshas Kitetse that brother Shimon, who is a brother who is alive at the same time as Ruvain, that's going to be important as we get further into this Masechta, has a responsibility to now be with Sarah. On a Torah level, we're not going to give all the sources today because you'll find them throughout this Masechta. Through having relations, that couple is now married. Unlike a wedding where you require, in a regular situation, two steps, we have today two-step validation. So we have in marriage Kiddushin, and then we have Nisu, and that's in a regular marriage. We should know from the Rambam and Hilchas Ishus, and we know Jewish history, that before Matan Torah, there was no such thing as Kiddushin. And in fact, we know that even Bizman Hazeh, there's a different layer, an additional layer called Shiduchin, that is added on to it. A third level, the way my Rebbe explained, is that when it comes to marriage, we Chazal, basically copied a facsimile of what took place on the Daraisa level. So the Torah added the Kiddushin to make the relationship more formalized, more sacred, more sanctified. We're getting a little bit into the philosophy. And then the Chachamim did it as well through a period of getting to know each other. And it's very important. Without that, there would actually be Malchus. On a Torah level, none of this exists when it comes to Yibum. They have relations, and they are considered to be fully married Ashesish. She is an Ashesish. We will learn how Chazal, copying what took place with Kiddushin, established a, an engagement in Arison, but it's not called Arison, as we'll see later in the Masechet, it's called Mama. So Ruvain is gone, unfortunately. Sarah now has Mama and then Yibum with Shema. Now we learn at the end of Parshas Kitetse that if Shimon was not interested in this, and we'll see as well if Sarah's not interested in it, then there's something called Chalitza that's also in the Torah. There's also a third point. It's actually a losa, say. We have Yibum and we have Chalitza, and you'll see why I'm spelling this out as we go through the Masechta, that in the period before the Yibum or the Chalitza takes place, this woman, Sarah, is treated as an Ashesish. She can't have relations with anyone else. So this is all very serious. The case in Beratius is not your classic case because, again, Yehuda was the father-in-law. But we're already seeing built in the concept of a relative, even if it's not the brother, at least before Matan Torah. But now we get to Shavuos and things get a little bit more complicated and interested uh, interesting, and this is going to take us a little bit to the Tamea Mitzvos, to the reasons behind this whole principle, which on the surface sounds very challenging. Now, let's keep in mind that if not for Yibum, in our brother case, there would be a terrible violation of marrying a brother's spouse. That is called Eshesach, brother's wife. One of the tricks with all the Arias is you always go backwards. So Eshazach, brother's wife. That's terrible. And you know in a regular situation, 
where, for example, Ruvain marries Sarah, Ruvain dies with children, then there is no way in the world that Shimon's allowed to marry Sarah. It's impossible. That would be Eshesach. Eshesach continues even after death and even after divorce. If Ruvain is married to Sarah, they end up getting divorced, and then Ruvain dies, Shimon is not allowed to marry Sarah. Eshesach stays forever. Yibum supersedes it. We'll see on Daf Gimel how exactly that takes place, and that's going to be a theme in this relationship, in this Masechta. Now, I want to point out another term that's going to be very important in this Masechta, and that's the term called Zika. Zika is the connection that exists between, in our situation, Shimon and Sarah. Even before the Yibum takes place, that's their relationship. Now, what does this have to do with Shavuos, besides the pre-Matan Torah, post-Matan Torah, which is very important to keep in mind? You look at the Rambam at the beginning of Hilchas Ishus, you look at the Rambam at the beginning of Hilchas Yibum Vichalitza, You'll see certain parallels. The second parak of the Rambam, Hilchus Yibam V'chalitza. If you have some opportunity over Shavuos and you have a Rambam, you could even go online before Shavuos, go to Chabad.org, look into their library. They have an excellent Maznayim edition of the Rambam with footnotes. You could print it out. It's allowed according to the Chabad site. We have in the Rus story a relationship between Rus and Boaz. Eventually they get together. But what's the relationship? Rus's husband dies. Boaz is not the brother. Yet, if you look in Chazal, based on the Pesukim in Rus, Boaz becomes the Goel. Remember we have the story in Rus, the Ploni, Almoni? That's the person who was the closest relative to Rus. And even though Rus was a Gioris, and even though her husband dies, as we know the story with Machlon, and it would not be your classic case of marrying the brother, but still we're seeing again that Boaz becomes the next in line. The Gemara spells out in Masechus Nida all the people who rejected Rus until Boaz comes and says, I'm going to accept Rus. So you're seeing both in the Tamar case, Tamar case, the Yehuda case, and in this situation, this value of a relative connecting to a, another relative to keep the name of the deceased on. That seems to be, as the Torah spells out, the goal of this, as we develop further, we'll see some of the Hashkafa. So this is a bit of the setup, at least the first point in understanding the Masech. Now, one more additional point to understand, especially the first Mishnah. And then I want to add a little bit more of the Hashkafa as we get psyched up for Mesechus Yavamas. It may help when you study these, uh, the first Mishnah to also have open Pashas, Achrimos, and Kedoshim. It's a good opportunity to learn some of these categories of Arroyas prohibited relationships. Fascinating how we read from Achrimos on Yom Kippur, not only in the morning, but in the afternoon. We discussed this in the past when we were studying Masechus Megillah. Now, the only relationship where Yibum is going to work to supersede a prohibited 
relationship is going to be the Eshesach, one's brother's wife. But I'll give you a fascinating case, and this is why it's going to be important as we get through this Masechta. And some of this is spelled out already in the Mishnah. Let's say Ruvain is married to Sarah. Ruvain passes away. Sarah is Shimon's daughter. You're allowed to marry a niece. Obviously, in a situation like this, there's no way in the world that the father's going to marry the daughter. So Yibum doesn't apply. I could give you many other examples as well. The only one that's going to be superseded is Eshesach. But listen to this now, and you meet in the Mishnah a category called a Tsara, or Tsarasa. There was a time in Jewish history, and technically it's true still in the Sephardic community, one could explain that technically it's true even in the Ashkenazi community, but we're not talking about that now, where a man was able to have two wives. In a situation where, let's go back to our case, Ruvain's married to Sarah. Unfortunately, Ruvain dies. We have a lot of times that Ruvain's going to pass away in this Masechta. Sarah is Shimon's daughter. But Ruvain also had another spouse. That other spouse is called the Tsara, the Tsarasa. It's a fascinating name that we'll explain later. To Sarah. Does Ruvain... I'm sorry, does Shimon have to then go marry the Tsarasa? And the halacha is no. And those are the 15 that are knocked out. Once you have one of the spouses being prohibited, then also the co-spouse is also considered to be prohibited. And a lot of these are just halachas that are transmitted, however we categorize them. That's what's happening over here. Now, I wanted to introduce you to a very fascinating discussion of Mesechus Yuvamas. Mesechus Yuvamas is the first Mesechta in the outset of Seder Nashim. We've already had Zmanim, we have Moed, and we have Nashim. There's a trick to remember Zman Nakat, next is going to be Nazikin. Kachim then Taharis. You may remember, for those that learned with us, Meseches Moikatan, that the end of Moikatan, the very last parak of Meseches Moikatan, focuses on the laws of Avelis, the Halachalamaisa laws of Avelis that we know. Most of them come from Meseches Moikatan. There was a Tosvos that we did not discuss, but I had it saved in case we were going to study Meseches Yuvamos in my notes. And Tosfos there asks the question of why Seder Nashim would start off with something so negative like Yavamas. We're talking about the death in our situation of Rus, the death of Machlon, the death, death of Er, the death of Ruvain, who we keep, uh, unfortunately, making sure that he passes away. Is this the way we start? We have a general principle that we start off with something positive. We don't start with something negative. Well, let's start off with Masechah's Kiddushin, which actually comes up at the end. Let's start off with something positive. Ksubis, give me a Ksubis. What are we starting off with Yavamas, with death, and trying to figure out all these relationships at a time of grief? It's an interesting question. And Tosfos there, the way I think most people explain Tosfos, and I'm going to give a little bit of my own explanation, 
is that we're matching up paranusa to paranusa. Since the end of the Masechta was negative about death, so now we're into Nashim, and we're going to continue. We're matching up death to death. So it's true. It's against the general principle. But if we could find thematically a link, especially if we're talking about the Torah being Torah Shabbat Peh, the Gemara, this would be a mnemonic way, I guess, of remembering. But I want to read Tosfos a little bit differently. Because Tosfos there says, you'd have to look back at Moikat on Chav Ches and Beis. And I'm going to try to approach this to Hashkafa Halach Lamasa, which I do sometimes in the Shir. It says there, Desomchin Parunusa de Moikatan Eitzel Parunusa Diavamos. And then the Gemara says, the Tosfos says, Desomchin Parunusa Le Parunusa, Nechamasa Nechamasa. We match up Paranus to Pranus and positive things, comforting things to comforting things. Now, what's the point of comforting things to comforting things? Is this just part of a general expression? So you have to go back to the end of Maseches Moikatan. And at the end of Maseches Moikatan, there was Nechama. It was talking about redemption in Sion. Because even though in general the Perak was negative, but we have another principle that we want to end a Masechta with something positive. Just like in general, there's one exception to the rule, we're going to end Haftorah with something positive. Because even though we go through challenges, we're upbeat. We say this very often. We have aspiration. We're yearning. We don't just have Zeich Lechurban. We're also practicing for the Beis HaMikdash coming. This is a very big theme in the Omer. The Omer, HaRachamon, HaYachzalana, Vodas, Beis HaMikdash, we're excited the fact that we're practicing the Omer for the time that will bring the actual Omer, not just counting the Omer. And then you come to Meseches Yevamos. And I want to suggest that Meseches Yevamos is also, has, of course, the negative of what we'd call the last parak of Moed Katan, death, but there's also the Nechama, the fact that this woman is taken care of. Now, it may not be in the way we view things in our context, a very romantic relationship. And there's a way out of the relationship with Chalitza. But the fact that this woman is able to have protection, and if you look into the Psukim in Kitetse, and this is developed, I'm using this idea, based on something from a Ramban, although it's not explicit from the Ramban in the story of Yehudan Tamar, there's also the Nechama for the family of Reuven who passed away, that his name is not going to end. So I want to suggest that even in Masechus Yuvamos, you are seeing something positive, you're finding Nechama, and I think it very nicely connects to the story of Rus, where you're seeing Rus, who finds the, the amazing Tzadik Boaz, and the name, you know, Machlon Chilion Elimelech, you think they'd be gone forever, they did a lot of good things in their lives before turning into a more negative approach. Imagine the Nechama even for Naomi. So I want to try to look at the positive aspects as we go through this Masechta. Now there are other reasons that are given. The Tosos Yishanim, as we're going to see, is very important on the, during this Masechta, not just to look at Tosos, but also the Tosos Yishanim has a couple of other reasons. But it's a kasha. Just because there's a kasha doesn't mean that there's not a teret. So these are some of the basic principles we should continue to learn beautifully together. If you have any questions, unfortunately, so far, 
We won't be able to ask them in person, but I'm always happy to listen to the questions, and let's keep learning. Masechus Yivamas.